0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, we get a glimpse inside what the BYU football team views as priorities this season. Former Cougar linebacker and BYU
1: TV analyst David Nixon chimes in on if the defensive numbers can bounce back this season.
0: And I go one-on-one with defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. We might even discuss s'mores. Mmm, delicious. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. Now I'm craving s'mores. Welcome in, everybody. BYU Sports Nation is live. It's your day to day play by play right here in Studio B. It's presented as always by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Monday, July 2nd. Welcome to the month of July. Can't believe it's already here. We are officially, by the way, Brian, on the back half of 2018. So I'm pretty sure that means you can go ahead and start putting up your Christmas trees. It's great to have you (laughs) with us. My name is Jason Shepard, Teamed up with the first person to pre-order a LeBron James Laker jersey, Brian Logan. Uh, that'll be a negative. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Uh, what, what thoughts? LeBron going from uh, east to west, joining the Lakers. I
1: like it, man. So
0: I, you do like I, I, it. I, I like it. I I grew up a Jordan,
1: Michael Jordan fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know my some families from Chicago. Um, but then when he retired, I, I, I like Kobe. So I grew up a a Kobe fan. Not necessarily a Laker fan, but just a more of Kobe a player fan. versus yeah, a team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And and you know, since he's retired by default, you know, I'm not like a bandwagon fan or I don't really root for the Warriors that much, like like hard, but you know, I they got my support. Yeah. And so it's it's fun to see, you know, this battle and how it shakes out um if more players are added. Whatever the case is, because I want some competition, man. Yeah. Like that was it was cool. The playoffs were cool
0: up until the championship game, right? And it's like, eh. it's yeah, It's just weird to me. Like I'm from the old school. Like I'm the get off your you know, get off my lawn guy. Like I just not you still not used even though this is the way things are now, I'm still not used to superstars. And I'm talking like legendary players moving teams multiple times that's just not the era of the NBA that yeah. I grew up in why don't they just cut teams and then there's you know three four five superstars on every single team I, I will tell you though for NBA free agency I, I can't get enough of it I, I was literally like counting down the time until NBA free agency started <laughs> on Saturday I love it uh, could not get. I still can't get enough of it. I've got a blister on my thumb from like refreshing my Twitter <laughs> to see when the Jazz are actually going to do something. Speaking of countdowns, though, there's another countdown that we like to bring up on this show, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. 61 days. Woo. 61 days.
1: Jeremy Spencer. You ain't got nothing else, man.
0: Which means nothing. Sixty-one days till the first game. Which means there's a lot less than that till fall camp starts. It is going to be here before we know it, Beale. <laughs> yeah, I'm so
1: excited. It's back. Hey, you know that emoji with the with when you're blessing the hands like this. Yeah, like, that's how, that's how I feel right now.
0: Anytime exactly. talks about football starting up, that's just oh, the way you man. feel. Yeah,
1: it's it's right around the corner, man. I'm, I can't I can't be more excited, more happy right now. This
0: is the last month where there will not be football for right. the for the foreseeable future. we just got to get through these these get next through. these next 4 weeks, yes. man. Get through the doldrums of July. All rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. I was driving back from Disneyland on Friday. I was in some desert location as you normally do when you're driving from California back to Utah, and I ended up seeing this tweet uh, on Twitter, funny enough how that works, from former <laughs> Cougar Derek Stevenson. He tweeted out a picture of a plaque inside the BYU football offices that said, quote, we will, and then it had five priorities or goals for this season. And they went like this. Number one was be bowl eligible. Number two, protect Lavelle's house. Number three, win the rivalries. And then they had Utah, Utah State, and Boise State under that. Number four was top twenty five ranking, and then number five was a New Year's six bowl game. So I want to actually take the time here in what's trending to look over these one by one. So let's take the first one. B bowl eligible. Brian, what do you think the chances are that BYU is bowl eligible this season? Um I'm gonna go fifty percent. Exactly. Oh, you're gonna
1: you're gonna toe that line. <laughs> Can I say fifty percent? Um, <laughs> Will you at least I, go fifty-one I, or forty-nine? So we know where you. Okay, stand? okay. oh that's easy, man. I'm gonna go fifty-one percent. I like that's it. Easy. That's easy. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, t- to me, it's it's hard because anytime you have a new offense of coordinator or, or new defensive coordinator, it's always tough. You know what I mean? To to learn a new system, um, especially when you've been in one for the last two years. Um, and then and then you look at, you know, some of the injuries and guys that what guys had and that always takes away, man, from the quality reps. We t- we talk about this all the time, right? As as former players and athletes, I don't care how much practice you you have, I don't care how much film you watch. Nothing will ever give you true meaning and true purpose and experience like the game reps. Yeah. Um and, and so that all that together, man, gives me a little bit uh, you know, shaky ground. You know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really sure yet. I think in fall, uh, once the competition
0: really starts heating up, because spring ball, we, it's, it's, it's still that's practice, right? It's like We still don't have a majority of the guys you know, that will be getting reps in fall and in the season. They're not even there yet. Right. It's, and
1: really what it's really for is to go – is to take a look at younger guys, right? Um, and, and so now we'll see the, 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 the real competition start. Um, and, and I think we'll be able to have a better
0: feel – and see if we can be more optimistic or maybe a little bit more nervous. Look, I, I've said this before. I fully expect BYU to be bowl eligible. I don't think getting six wins with this schedule is a stretch. The Cougars can and, quite frankly, should get six wins. And, in honesty, it probably surpassed that. Seven wins is not crazy with this schedule. I mean, we're talking about there There are six wins on this schedule for sure. Guaranteed? I, would, you, would you say those are guaranteed? I, look, I'm never going to say guaranteed, but there's no question remove, in my mind. Remove, being, I-
1: remove injuries and all like wacky stuff.
0: BYU should like, absolutely like be. just balled. head to
1: head, head to head, you would say that. There's at guaranteed.
0: least six wins, yes, in my opinion. Okay. Here, here, the, the, the thing is, though, I think it is amazing how one year has scared everybody. It's like last year, it is going four and nine, despite all of the other success. It, it's It's cause people to just be overly cautious. And and I, I understand it, but BYU should absolutely be bowl eligible and I expect them to be this year. Hey, Minimum man. six wins. Hey, man, if you're scared, go to church.
1: <laughs> uh, when I was playing, every single home game, I would hear Jan Jorgens, my first year, mm-hmm. uh, 2009, we will protect this house. Nobody comes in here and pushes us around. And... That was something that stuck with me, man, for the, for the rest of my time here. And even as a former player, right, it was, was all about um, winning at home. We don't lose at home. We don't lose at home. That's all I, I, I ever heard uh, right before the game started. Uh, and in the past two years, BYU's home record is, is 75, 2016, 5-1, uh, 2017, 2-4. Two what does it mean
0: to you to protect Lavelle's house? Look, BYU has made a living off of winning home games. It's one of the major reasons why the BYU program has been so successful for decades. This is a team that wins at home. So BYU has to win in Provo. There there are too many advantages to playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, whether it's altitude, whether it's the sheer number of fans that are in attendance. Look, there's a reason why teams don't want to play here historically. They know how difficult it is to win in Provo. They know how historically BYU has dominated at home. If you only win your home games, you're going to a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, that, that right there is reason enough to win your home games.
1: Well, it's, you, well, it's like this, man. I mean, I, the best analogy that I've, I've heard was probably when I was in high school. Um, and we were getting up for the game. And my coach said, look, would you – if you're sitting down eating dinner with your family – And somebody busted the door in. Boom. And they walked over to your mom and slapped your mom in the face. (laughs) What would you do? Would you let her do that? We're like, no, heck no. What are you talking about? That's just like the other team coming in and slapping your mom in the face if you lose this game. I'm like, whoa. Okay, that that right there is on a whole – I've been hearing – you know, protect the house since Pee Wee's. I've been watching Under Armour, Nike commercials, protect this house. But when you said that, that made that made it real. When you bring coach. up slapping moms. when you bring up mama, you want you want to get mamas involved. It's serious, man. And 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 that stuck with me. But but even more so, man. I when I was getting recruited, I that that was appealing to me that we had you know twenty four, twenty five consecutive sellouts um and and just the fans still to this day we we had to have hand signs we were this close you know me Andrew Rich and Brandon Bradley in the secondary I'm like if I do this it's this because we couldn't hear because the the crowd was was, was so electric and um when we lost man in, in 2009 against Florida State dude that's oh, I, I don't like to talk about it as a rule that me and Jerem have but um yeah, it, 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 I was disappointed, man. I was disappointed for that very reason, Look, not being able to protect Lavelle's house.
0: It's not it's not always a guarantee, it's not a perfect formula, but regardless of the league, you always hear teams say, for us to be successful, to reach our goals, we need to win our home games and you know, 50% Con- on the road. Right, right, yep, you know yep, what yep. like like if you do that you will be successful year in and year out. Right. Winning at home is crucial, and, and BYU has been one of the best teams at doing that for the reasons that I mentioned. There's no, there's no question why it was one of the five items that, that BYU referenced. The third item on the list was talking about beating rivalries, and obviously the Cougars have put a premium on beating its rivals. What was interesting is BYU identified Utah, Utah State, and Boise State as its football rivalries. Brian, does BYU have three football rivalries? Yes, that's a fact. Fact, factual. Fact.
1: It is, man. Um, you know, I saw this on Twitter uh, over the weekend, and, and it was interesting that just the surprise that everybody had, and even you, right? Um, yeah. And to me, it's like I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a rivalry. Now it might be different for me because when I played here, 2009, 2010. Uh, Boise was a rival, even though we didn't even play. Them, we were still in the Mountain yeah. West. We hated them. Like, ugh, you got man, you got all this air time, this TV time, pre-Madonna's. You guys don't play nobody. You don't do nothing. You guys suck. And 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 so that I think that has you know kept with me. Um, but even more so with this series, man. And and when you think about uh, the, just the geography, right, right. And, and recruits and things like that. And as far as comparison, you know, uh, comparing apples to apples, uh, I, I think that that is probably the best rival that you can compare BYU to. Um, you know, when you look at Utah State, they're probably maybe a step below BYU. Utah is, is, is a, a step above uh, BYU, as much as that pains me to say, right? Um, but I'm talking about from on paper stats yes. and numbers. Um, they match up very, very well, man. So I would I would say yeah. So does
0: BYU have three football rivalries? The, the answer is yes. But And you alluded to this. I have to admit, when I saw the picture and I read – under beat rivals and it had the three seeing Boise on that list actually made me pause because truthfully, I don't know if I necessarily view Boise state as a rival, but thinking about it more, they are. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure this is semantics, but you can have rivalries, but you can only have one rival. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense in my head, which I don't know if, if, if I'm, you know, putting that out there, but like you could have conference rivals, like you heard back when BYU was in the Mountain West, you know, conference rival Wyoming and conference rival San Diego State. Is it, Is but it they weren't your is, rival? Is it like? Is it like a superhero
1: like Batman? Right? Like Joker is like his, his number. His, that's that's yes. the number one guy. But I
0: got Penguin, Catwoman, whatever. Yes. The case is. Boom! You just nailed it. See, high five. That's two high fives. It's a high five count. I don't know if we can get that going, but we that would be a nice little really graphic. Well, together. But see, like BYU's rival is Utah. There's only one rival, despite Utah's rival being Colorado, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you've
1: kind of got to find somebody, I guess. I but mean, you know, can
0: have other rivals, but you only have one rival. I, I, if that, again, it's semantics, I, I and I'm it, probably speaking in circles. But, I, I think it goes back
1: to what I said in, in our meeting earlier, right, which is when, when scientists and, and astronomers came up with Pluto is no longer a planet because of this criteria right here. I think as college football analysts and fans, if we come with our own criteria, we can say the same thing. This is what makes somebody a rival or not. Bottom line. Bottom line. So, now, I mean, everything that we've showed so far, right, are are good numbers, good goals and stats. This right here, these last two listed, man, realistically, Jason, I don't think they are attainable this year unless there's a miracle or something like that. Uh, Maybe a couple teams are down, they have injuries, whatever the case is, but... Are the last
0: two goals that are listed are those attainable? And you're talking long term. You're talking about in terms of top twenty five and New Year's New Year's Six yep. bowl game. Yep, top twenty five, New Year's Six. Yes, they're attainable, but there are certainly some that are more realistic than others. Like like you mentioned, these last two, and and, and honestly. It's probably, it's probably more the New Year's Six that is probably the toughest right. of the five. You've got to get some help from other pe- other yeah, teams, yeah, I think, to, right? To get a New Year's Six bowl game, that's going to take a very special season. But there's no reason to think that those goals are so far out of reach season in and season out. I understand that it, it, it may not happen this year, and you know BYU to this point hasn't achieved that, but it doesn't mean that it's not attainable. Look, even if BYU falls short in these goals... I love that the football team has its eyes set on achieving those types of goals. I, that's what I love. I mean, I would rather have them say, "This is what we're trying to accomplish," even if you fall short. I'd rather them setting the bar high than set the bar low.
1: Look, look, man. Bottom bottom line is, you know, without goals or vision or you know mission statement, or whatever, you you walk around direction. Like, you don't know what to do. You know what I mean? What am I working for? What am I getting up for every single day? Like, what's, what's your why, right? And we all have that individually. But football is a team sport. And we, you hold each other accountable. And when I'm lazy and I want to take the day off, I know that, you know, Andrew Rich is is up right now. He's working hard. So I don't want to let him down on the field. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the work in, the effort in. And that's a reminder. The, this, the, the list is a reminder for me, that hey, I could be a part of something. I could be a part of these goals, right? I don't. What I don't want to happen is be the person that uh, is the reason why we don't, you know, hit these goals or numbers. So the fact that it's visible, you know, I love that we had the same thing with with Bronco. And shoot, man, like I was five. I'm I'm five, I was I'm still five six, right? I didn't say oh I'm going I'm going D two. I knew realistically I was probably going to go D two AA, but I said I'm going D one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and it happened. You speak things into existence, you get motivated, and when you when you do the little things each and every
0: day, and you see your gains, then you start to really believe in it. Our question of the day if you had one goal for the BYU football team this season, what would it be? Time to hear from you. This is Voice of the Nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Our first response comes from Steven Wozniak on Twitter. Says, win six games and make it to a bowl game. Progress comes slowly. Tough schedule, but six wins can be achieved. And I agree with Stephen. I yeah. agree with him 100%. That's the
1: first step, right? That's, that's the first number thing. I mean, get bowl eligible.
0: Get bowl eligible after last year is is... That is showing progress. There's no question about it. Exactly. Coming up is the BYU Sports Nation
1: karma and international power. More on this later. But
0: next, David Nixon on the goals the BYU set and some shocking defensive numbers. That's all coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation. We are simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always rolling on social media. You can follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Always use the hashtag BYUSN when you want to converse with us. And by the way, today's kind of a big day. Uh, for especially locally, uh, the signal that used to be KBYU locally is now BYU TV. Hey. so if you here's here's the benefit of that. If you're like me and you're a Directv subscriber,
1: mm.
0: you did not get BYU TV uh previously in HD. Now, obviously, it was being broadcast in HD, but I
1: that.
0: Directv uh did not. Have an HD signal for it. Now you can watch it on the former KBYU TV channel 11, and it's in HD. Nice. How about that? Man, you,
1: man that's nice. Man. I didn't know can that. Can I get a high-five on that? High five? Yeah, for that's sure. You're going to
0: have a whole new world. You're going to see everything. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Our question of the day, if you had one goal for the BYU football team this season, what would it be? This one from uh, Newman BYU on Twitter. He says, score a minimum of 24 points per game. The offense needs to produce consistently – I think the defense will be fine. Special teams will be fine. This year, in my opinion, the key is point production. Mm, That's one of Broncos' pillars. Scoring the football is kind of a big deal. Again, join us using BYUSN. That's the hashtag on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll get more of your responses coming up a little bit later on in the program. Joining us now, he is a former BYU and NFL linebacker. He's also a BYU TV analyst. He is David Nixon. He joins us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. David, how you doing, my man?
2: Hey, what's going on, fellas?
0: You know, we're just uh, we're just starting July oh gosh, off man. with a bang. We're, this is like the back half of 2018. We're ready to roll.
2: We're just missing your
1: voice, man, and your beautiful face.
2: Hey, likewise. I can't wait. You know, football, can't believe we're in July, which means T-minus a month. Next month will be full swing football time. That's... Dude. That's what's up. I'm so excited. I'm excited
1: I, was, I was telling Jason, you know, the emoji where you, where you blush blushing, you got the hands pointing out in the front. Like, that's <laughs> me right now, man. I'm so excited because I'm just bored with my life. It also it's means, coming. David,
0: you've probably got to get a lot of golf in in the next month before football overtakes some of that.
2: Yeah, lots of golf is on the uh, calendar, and uh, we'll continue to go until August hits, and then it's go time. Then it's just you, you got to shift your mentality to football, and it's uh, you know it's here. It, David, it's you don't got to worry go. about
1: us, man. You got to bring it. You we know how, we we know you just fresh off of vacations and stuff. So you know you don't got to worry about us. We worry about you, but we've been praying for you.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready. Don't don't worry. I'll get my mind right right now in the off season. Okay. Hey, sp- speaking
0: of the the off season, which I am not quite sure if there really is a, an actual off season anymore in any sport, but what is the final month before fall camp like for the players?
2: It's a time that you, you really do want to get away from the game. I mean, keep, keep in mind, these guys have been grinding from August all the way till now, really. I mean, you have, you have spring ball, and then they start their spring semester, and they're still required to be around and lift weights and go to class uh, spring semester. And then that, that's finished. And now this month of July, a lot of the guys, if you're from out-of-state, you head home. I remember when I, was, when I was playing, I'd head back to Texas for a month. Uh, you, don't, you still lift weights, but you're not lifting hard. You're just trying to get your body to recover a little bit. You still run. You still need to keep your condition up um, But at the end of the day its it's a, it's a month to kind of get away from the sport, get away from BYU and, and kind of get some alone time and refocus and and kind of gear up and get ready for the next season so this is a this is a, a month that all players look forward to because you don't have to be on campus, you don't have to be uh, lifting heavy weights per se, you're kind of on your own and, and it's a time to let your body recover and and uh, you know, like I said, gear up and get ready for the season come uh, come August.
1: Yeah, that's right, man. I I always loved, you know, July cuz it's like a, it's a real recharge from everything, you know. It's not just a break from football, it's not just a break from class, you get a break from everybody, you know, even even teammates. Uh so David, uh we've been talking earlier about the goals that uh has just been blasted all over social media. I love the fact that they're visible um, you know, for the not only for the players but just for the community fans to to take a, a look at it. What were your thoughts when you first saw Uh, the goals that were posted online.
2: You know, I know some of the uh, the, the team up north had some had some fun times with it, kind of throwing them around, just like we had fun times with theirs whenever they put them up. But uh, you know, I, I think they're spot on. Listen, you, you've got to get bowl eligible, and that, and and I think a lot of teams, uh, you know, around here and and BYU in the past, we've taken it for granted, and we saw what what happens last year when you, we don't become bowl eligible. It's a it's a tough uh, bowl season to sit around and not be able to see your team play. So bowl eligibility, getting six wins, and be able to go get the, that swag and, and and enjoy an extra game and get some more reps for the younger kids, it's a big deal. Um, and then, of course, protecting Lavelle's house, this is something that under Bronco, is, he uh, he stressed you know big time. In fact, my last three years there, we went 18-0. We didn't lose a home game. And that's something this BYU team has to do. I mean, you're going to have, especially look at next year's schedule with USC and Washington rolling into town, you've got to set the precedent now that you've got to protect uh, your home field advantage, and you've got to make it an advantage. You've got to have it to where when teams come play you, they're fearing that they look at your schedule and say, you know, they haven't—they haven't lost it for the last three years, and and you've got to be able to, you know, have that uh, on your on your kind of on your plate. Um, Win the rivalries, of course. That's something that. You know, everyone wants to do. That's probably the biggest one. If you ask the fans, uh, you got to be Utah and Utah State. Top 25 ranking. That's something BYU hasn't done for years either. Is, is sustain that. I mean, we've we've cracked into the top 25, but have yet to be able to sustain it. And New Year's New Year Six bowl game. That was a that was a goal for us back in the day as well. Um, you know, that's obviously what you want to get to. That's the ultimate, right? But you've got to take care of those first few ones in order to even get to that stage. And and so I think the goals are spot on. I think it's something that the players can look to and. and and achieve and and, and strive to achieve, but uh, it's not easy. As we saw from last season, these are not easy goals. While it might seem easy to become bowl eligible, uh, I think everyone's expectations have kind of been reset from last year, and it's something that, uh, you know, putting in front of the players and and saying let's get to six wins, I think that's a good start.
0: Former Cougar and BYU TV analyst David Nixon joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Certainly last year's lack of offensive production was really what most people focused on, but the BYU defense statistically dropped in several categories last year versus what they did in 2016 the most notable areas were tackles for loss where in 2016 they were ranked 25th dropped down to 119 sacks where they were tied for 40th dropped down to 111th and then turnovers uh dropped down uh to 81st how concerning are those numbers
2: they're pretty concerning to be honest i mean defensively, your whole defensive scheme is centered around the pressure on the quarterback, right? I mean, you look at third-down conversions, fourth-down conversions, um, you know, obviously passing yards, all of that is dictated upon that front seven and how good of pressure they can get on the quarterback. It doesn't matter how good your corners are or how good your safeties are. If you cannot get pressure, if you give that quarterback all day to throw, he's going to find an open guy. And, and you look at those numbers, like you said, the fact that we were only averaging 1.3 sacks per game compared to the prior year, we were at 3.08. I mean, the, the Production fell off significantly. And so, if, if I'm the defensive coaching staff, you're doing a lot of self evaluation this offseason. And you're looking at it and saying, okay, who are the guys that we can showcase? Who are your, your Ziggy Ansell, your Kyle Van Noyes, your players that can go out there, your Fred Warrens that can go out there and make plays? And let's structure a defense around those guys. And, and you know, for example, it's the only Taki Taki. How can we get him involved? How can we get stunts going to where we can get him one on one with some offensive linemen and let him use his athleticism to make some moves and, and provide some pressure? Um, so, that's first and foremost because I I'm a true believer that if you can get pressure on the quarterback uh, and, and force them into long yardage downs, then, then you can really get after them. And, and same thing, if you win on first and second down, then you really put that offensive predicament and in a bind. So I, I think that's a lot of the reason why this defense struggled last year. And frankly, uh, going back to your, kind of your question, offensively, there's no doubt that the, the BOE's offense struggled last year. And, and of course, that puts the defense in a bind uh, because you know, the defense has to play a little more conservatively because you know they know that if they, if they go after the, the quarterback and he scorches them for a touch down, then it might be tougher for BYU's offense to come back and rebound and well, well, rebound from that. So, so
1: I, I was going to say the same thing, right? But but as I started seeing these numbers and these stats, I mean, we talked about it, right, all um, oh, last year. But I mean, the, the, these stats in, in these key categories in these areas, to me, it's, it's just it's so drastic, man. And yeah. and to me, I don't, I really don't know, um, especially when you look at the same personnel that was coming back. I mean, you probably lose a major player in Kai with turnovers that helps, but. I mean is that a production stamp from from a production standpoint is it um, you know maybe there's some variables like injuries is it play calling I mean it's so drastic dude I can't I can't put a put a finger on it what do you think it is
2: yeah, listen, I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination. of The offense struggled last year, so defense was kind of left on the island, had to play a little more conservatively. I think there were injuries. There's no doubt. I mean, that was well-documented, right? BYU's whole team as a whole suffered the most injuries I've ever seen before. Um, so I think it was a perfect storm last year, for not only for the defense last year, but the offense as well. And I, this is one of those seasons that you kind of saw at the BYU media day, right? Kalani Sitaki, all the coaches are saying, listen, we're kind of trying to put last year behind us. We've learned our lessons. We're ready to roll and, and move forward. So um, it will be interesting what they roll out this year, and if they have more confidence with Coach Grimes now at the helm of the offense, if the defense is willing to take more risks and try to provide more pressure, do more zone and man blitzes, and see what they can dial up, but it'll be interesting, because there's no doubt that this team has to improve on those numbers, because being 100th or worse in the in the league, in the whole that that's bad. You never want to be 100 or worse in any category, much less the most important ones, which I think are your sacks and TFLs.
0: All right, last question, David, and, and I want to I want to end asking about a position that really doesn't get talked about a lot, especially at BYU, and that's the quarterback position. Um, and I want I want four. That's four high fives I've gotten today. That's, I like that. One I initiated, so that's three, really. Uh, so I want your perspective, your own personal opinion, but then as a former player, what's what how that affects the team. When would you name a starting quarterback? What's the benefit of having somebody named day one versus letting the process go out and naming somebody before week one?
2: Yeah, I'm a firm believer you've got to name them at least two weeks before your first game. And some coaches love to play the whole, hey, up until the day before we're going to name the starter. I don't like that. I I think you've got to establish a leader. There's no doubt that the quarterback is your leader of the team right? At least over the offense. And so I think the team needs to know who that guy is. But I also don't think it's smart to do it before camp starts, because I think that takes away the competition aspect of it. Uh, so I, I would love to see them all battle out for those first two, maybe three weeks, but at least a week. I, I prefer two is when you name the starter. The whole team's on the same page. They can rally around that guy, uh, as well as the staff. Then the staff can start to put together the actual game plan that fits that quarterback's uh, you know, his, his abilities the best. So um, that that's when I would name them. I mean, we'll see what this coaching staff does. I wouldn't be surprised if they name that quarterback internally, but they they wait to leak the name till till later, so Arizona doesn't have a jump start on whichever quarterback's going to be uh, rolling out there against them. So it'll be interesting to see how how it all plays out. I mean, that is obviously the battle that everyone's looking forward to come uh, fall ball is, is see who kind of emerges at that spot. Because listen, let's be honest, this team is going to ride or die with with whoever's in that uh, quarterback spot. That's how it is in the game of football. That quarterback drives everything. So. It'll be interesting to see who, uh, who wins that position and, and how that offense kind of gets shaped around uh, his abilities and his talents.
0: David, great stuff as always. Appreciate the time. Uh, I assume if you're not golfing today, you'll be golfing soon, so hopefully that goes well for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's always the plan. <laughs> Thanks, David. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care.
0: There you go. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Look, man, yes,
1: every, much a- everybody's going to be watching the quarterback position. Yep. me not, not I, man. I stay true to myself. I'm <laughs> going to be watching the corners and, and the defense. And uh, coming up, we'll hear from BYU defensive coordinator, coordinator Eliza Turyaki, um and what he expects for his defense this season, just like myself. He's not going to be watching the quarterback either.
0: Yeah, I talked to him uh, at media day. We even talk about s'mores, which, again, I'm really craving right now. you ever had peanut butter in between your s'mores? No, I'm not a peanut butter guy. Oh, that's unfortunate. Elijah Bryant also getting a chance with an NBA team. Here's a hint. Hashtag trust the process. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV in beautiful HD. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. Brian, how about we get to today's top BYU Sports Nation headlines? Let's do it. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Former BYU basketball star Elijah Bryant announced on Twitter that he has accepted a mini camp invitation with the Philadelphia 76ers to join their summer league mini camp. Obviously the hope is to get onto the summer league roster. So good luck to Elijah Bryant in Philly.
1: Praying for you Elijah. Zach Blair finished the Quicken Loans Open at 4 under par, which was
0: good for tied for 27th overall. Jason Cole was called up to the LA Angels and did not disappoint in his 2018 debut. After three Angels pitchers gave up eight runs through five innings, Cole pitched three scoreless in relief, striking out two and surrendering just one hit. Very impressive. That's this how you rise
1: to the top, Ugar
0: baseball player. Right That's how there. you
1: rise to the top, man. Absolutely. You got to separate yourself in this in this world. Well, he certainly you know? did that night. <laughs> Adam Law went. Five for thirteen with three runs scored over the weekend with triple A Tacoma.
0: Law and the Rainiers were two and one in three games this weekend. I know this that makes uh not only is it just because Adam Law is a former Cougar, but Jerem, obviously a big Mariners fan, and they're I mean having an unbelievable season. That's gotta make uh Jerem yeah. very happy that uh that that Adam is playing so well, and who knows, one day maybe get call, get the call up to uh, to the big league.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then he can get all the tickets he wants, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that text has already been sent. Hey, just in, just case, in case, remember you got my yeah. number, right? Don't uh, don't lose remember that. I say good things about you. Yeah. Mm. And then finally, how about our World Cup date? Here we go. Let's go Croatia. That's our team. Our official BYU Sports Nation team beat Denmark. In a nail-biting encounter yesterday with penalty kicks, deciding the result. I know some people are down on the penalty kicks. I happen to like them. I, like I, like too, the, I, I enjoy those. The Danes fell 3-2 in the shootout. BYU Sports Nation karma? Mm, I think so. Croatia will now face a strong host nation, Russia, in their quarterfinals this coming Saturday. Also earlier today in Russia, World Cup favorite Brazil beat Mexico 2-0, Neymar and uh, substitute Firmino Getting the goals for Brazil. Coming up, Group G winners Belgium will take on Japan at 2 Eastern. Belgium, fielding a golden generation of players, are the favorites to win with a 69% chance of winning. That is your World Cup date, including our own team, Croatia.
1: Yeah, our team is, you know, hey, man. I'm happy that our team... Were you
0: aware that that was our team, Croatia? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was aware.
0: Do you have your Croatia kit Uh, that you're wearing?
1: Nope, negative, but... um I do a little wit- like kind of a ritual, just like any okay, game, all right. Day You're day still
0: pulling for Croatia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like definitely,
1: that, man. You know, I I lay out my clothes that I'm going <laughs> to wear. My you know my jersey instead of my jersey, it's
0: my clothes and yeah, go huh. through the process. It's yeah. impressive though. Yeah, yeah. Our question of the day: If you had one goal, and the reason we're talking about this BYU over the weekend, there was a plaque that was tweeted out, uh, and it was not necessarily goals, but things that BYU hopes to achieve this year, priorities, and there were five of them. And so we're asking if you had one goal for BYU football this season – what would it be? At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter says, "Winning season. Last season was hard to watch. A winning season should mean that there have been offensive and defensive improvements. A win against Utah would also be nice. And then there's that. <laughs> of course, man. Hey, you know what? I still hold the record. I just say the record, but I was the last team
1: that beat Utah. So you know, hey, I, that kind of is something to be proud of. A little bit, just a little bit. But, but we'll on. talk. Hey, look, we'll talk to some um, we'll, we'll, coming up. We'll, we'll talk about um, some Cougars." That are at the professional level. That all they do is win, 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 no matter
0: what. You know what yeah, song that is? That's coming up in the whip, I believe. You know what song that is? And then, I, no, I do not. <laughs> I do not. I'm sorry. It's all right, are you taking away no, a high five? I won't. Five? J- I won't that's five. J- no, no. You oh, can never take away. Five. Like, I, yeah, five. No. I had a chance to go one on one with Elisa Tuiaki at media day. We will hear that convo next. This is BYU Sports Nation. That's like taking away love, man. I'm not going to take away love. I pretty much.
2: BYU Sports Nation is
0: presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, my name is Jason Shepard alongside below Brian Logan, our daily BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at six Eastern Time. Our question of the day, playing off the goals that we saw from BYU football over the weekend. If you had one goal for the BYU football team this season, what would it be? On Facebook, uh, Mike uh, Steskel says, "Beat Utah convincingly." Ooh, getting greedy. Not just a, <laughs> not just a win. He wants it convincingly. I would trade a winning season for a convincing victory. Over Utah. Wow. Yeah. I can't can't go along with that. No. The winning season is much more important than beating Utah, in my opinion. But, hey, everybody has the right to their own opinion. That's right. It's America, man. Absolutely. And we're celebrating Fourth of July in a couple of days. Hashtag America. Huh? America. Hey, there you go. There's six. You can join in using BYUSN as the hashtag. You can join us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll read your responses coming up later on in the show. Obviously, media day was a little over a week ago, and I had the opportunity that day to sit down one-on-one with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki, and we touched on a lot of different topics, obviously, but I started things off by asking him if he ever really gets a chance to get away in the offseason
3: no <laughs> recruiting it it goes all year right it never stops, and you always have to be available, whether it's a phone call or whatever and so you're always kind of around, always kind of there, you know your players' lives are always it's not like you know during your vacation they stop living i mean that's actually a busy time because we get a lot of kids coming for summer bridge and freshman kids that start getting homesick and all this stuff so it's a you're always kind of around but uh it's not it's nice to though to uh to go out and get a little break though what is this time
0: of year like I mean you're just a little over a month away from the start of fall camp and you're not allowed to have the you know the the practice time with the players so from
3: from a coaching standpoint and a coordinator standpoint what is this time like so for us I mean this this will really be time off for us and you know I've already planned and promised to take my daughters uh, to go with them when they go to um, young women's camp and so this will be my first time. Then going to young men's. I'm in first council for my young men's presidency, so I'm going to young men's camp. So that'll be busy and fun um, for our players. And this is really probably the most intense part of the summer. And that's why a strength coach is so is so, so key. Um, Nuu and Justin, AJ, those guys have done a really good job. Our players' uh, bodies are changing. But uh, their com- their commitment level to not only work out once, but work out a couple times a day, as well as take care of their schoolwork and some some player run practices is huge, and you know uh, the expect leadership to step up and, and really do a good job, kind of taking over um, all those leadership positions. And and uh, I mean, like I said, we're not part of it, but this is the most intense part of the uh, of the year for them before we get into fall camp. Are you the uh, sing around
0: the campfire type guy on these uh, young men and young women outings? Are you the eat the s'mores
3: and sing the songs guy? No, you know I don't really like s'mores. I don't. It's not the stickiness after isn't worth it like I mean it's good you know but I'd rather just you know, eat the graham cracker and then don't have to deal with all the stickiness and everything after um, but a, uk- a ukulele and kind of sitting around just yeah singing I, don't, I, I like that
0: alright so back to football now, now I'm wanting a s'more by the way so I've, I've thrown myself uh, into that part your biggest question a little over a month away from fall camp from the defensive side is what right now
3: uh, probably still the same question that I had in the spring, which is there, there's a lot of good players on the team is, uh, their development and their readiness to compete. And so, um, you know, will the young players be ready? That, that's kind of the big question. And I think physically they're starting to really, really look the part. Um, we gotta, we gotta put the schemes together and make sure that they can play. Um, and so the question right now is, will the young guys be ready to contribute? Cause, uh. I think that that's 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 a question to be answered to come come in this first game. Well, and
0: depth coaches always want depth. I mean, there yeah. that's that in a lot of respects is the lifeblood of the program in terms of how many guys do you have that can play if needed, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely, absolutely. We feel really comfortable about certain players in certain spots, but. Um, you're exactly right. Will the young guys be ready to play? Will we have contribution from certain players? I mean, and it always works every year that I've coached. There's guys that you're counting on that all of a sudden kind of fall through with the injury or whatever it is and then other guys that you're like, well, where did this guy come from? And and those are the cool stories when you're starting to get, get kids kind of come out of nowhere and and uh, do a really good job with their development. So,
2: Where
0: do you think the talent level is on the defensive side coming into the year?
3: How do you gauge that? Like in words, good or great, or you know what I mean, or like really, really good, <laughs> really using the word.
0: Uh. Well, I mean, you, you obviously know the strengths of these players. You know that the type of teams that you're going to be facing. How talented do you think this defense is?
3: I think that uh, that the game of football, no matter what scheme you run, always comes down to physicality, mm-hmm. and I think that we have a chance to be physical. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Any particular? I know,
0: you, and you've talked about this before. The being able to own the line of scrimmage, you know, the, the front seven, getting that push is huge. Do you like where? And you you coach the defensive line. There've been some changes at, at
3: linebacker. So, do you like the way that is progressing? I do. I do. I think that I think that there's a lot of growth at the D line spot. I think there's a lot of bodies, potential kids that can play for us. Um, and there's a lot of youth at the backer spot. The first three backers that, that we played with, you know, you hate to say that jobs are locked in, but there's a there's a lot of experience there. We've we've moved Zane um, to where Fred left mm-hmm. at the flash spot. We normally wouldn't move a starter unless he was going to start somewhere else. And so did the same exact thing with Sean We Moved him from a starting DN spot to a starting uh, backer spot. But those those two with Butch are really really good. I mean, they're 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 good players, and you know. Um, The amount of speed and physicality that we have on the field with uh, Butch and Sione at the inside backer spots and the amount of speed that we have with both Sione and Zane at the outside backer spots is is uh, going to be huge for us. So.
0: Well, and in the secondary, too, there's changes there. I mean, you have some really good corners that you're going you're to move to safety and allow some other players to get on the field. I mean, there's, there's quite a few changes, but in talking with you and talking with some of the other coaches, it sounds like you guys really like the direction
3: that the scheme is going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's taking some time to kind of get to where we need to be. There were some kids earlier on, like Chris Wilcox, that we – Travion Green that we've kind of forced to play early and and we took our lumps with them but um it's it's paid a lot of dividends for them to get those reps and kind of take those lumps because Chris Wilcox is really really good I, I, th- I think he's going to be a big time player for us and have an opportunity to play at the next level um long and fast and just a great 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 personality it's just great, good mental toughness um and so there are there's a lot of young kids that are coming in and um, we're excited about some of the, the athletes that are coming in joining us, and we've got our Summer Bridge kids just joining us today. Um, and we've got two corners that are coming in that, that we think are going to potentially play for us this year. How much
0: preparation for Arizona have, have you personally done, or is it still about BYU and we get closer, then you get more into that? Where, where's that process at?
3: You know, it's uh, probably we, we wait to get a little bit closer before we just hone in completely um obviously we're, we're interested in what they're doing with the new coaching staff and um you know their offensive coordinator we've played before with myself with Kalani we were still at Utah and and uh, so there's a little familiarity there but just kind of interested in the direction that they're going to take it how different they're going to be from the previous one and what their quarterback's going to do because that guy's a really really good player.
0: BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki on media day always love talking with coach E great stuff as always and Brian, the, the two things that really stood out to me about that was he said the one question he still has is, will the young guys be ready to play and contribute? Right. Um, and then he, he mentioned that he thinks this team, from a defensive standpoint, really has a chance to be physical. And, and you know, I mean, having played on that side of the football, just how important that is, especially from your front seven, to be physical and get that push.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, we heard David Nixon um, earlier Today in the interview, saying how important the front seven is, and no matter what, no matter how good your corners are um, or your secondary is, without that that front push um, and the defensive line being able to to dictate everything, you I mean the whole defense crumbles, man. So it's good to hear that. And then obviously depth, right? You got to have depth. Nobody in in football nowadays um, is the true true starter, right? Everybody rotates and gets in. Um, I Depth s-
0: is what separates teams, in my opinion. No, no, you're
1: right. You're 100% right. Um, I'm happy that he agreed with me. He heard my interview about you know Chris Wilcox <laughs> being the number one corner. So, coming up, a major league Cougar and a Cougar in the
0: association. The whip is next. Plus more from Voice of the Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, David Nixon and Elisa Tuiaki. Once again, sorry to Dennis Pitta. It was not my fault. We just ran out of time.
1: I was trying to help you, man. They said if I did, I was going hey, to get fired. there's two guys that are going to get you on the show, it's us. They said I will not come back if i try to help you, Dennis. <laughs> my bad, man. Uh, if you miss any part of this show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Now... Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar whip around. Cougars in the NBA. Elijah Bryant will join the Philadelphia 76ers Summer League minicamp.
0: Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished time for 27th in the Quicken Loans Open at 4 under par.
1: Cougars in the major leagues. (laughs) Taylor Cole was called up to the Angels and pitched three innings of scoreless relief with two
0: strikeouts. Cougars in the Miners. In a game shortened by rain, Brennan Lunn went one for two with an RBI and a walk. His Mobile Bay Bears remain tied with the Biloxi Shuckers two to two.
1: <laughs> Shuckers.
0: Yep. Jacob Brugman went two for five with a two-run home run in the
1: Bowie Bay Sox four-three loss to the Erie SeaWolves. Great name, <laughs> SeaWolves. Uh, that was Brugman's first home run since being re- reassigned
0: to the AA level. Adam Law went 5-for-13 with three runs scored over the weekend. Law and the Rainiers were 2-1 in their three games.
1: Maverick Buffalo won his second star in a row in the Lansing Lugnuts. 3-1 win over the Great Lakes (laughs) Loons. Buffalo went seven innings, uh, striking out six. These are hilarious, man.
0: Rugby. Maverick Buffalo is killing it right now. Uh, the Glendale Raptors beat the Utah Warriors 34-21 over the weekend in the rugby semifinals. Sean Davies scored a try. Paul Sique and Johnny Linehan, you may remember those guys, play for the Utah Warriors. Soccer. Former
1: BYU soccer teammates Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos faced off for their, the first time in their pro careers. Vasconcelos and the Chicago Red Stars took down Ashley Hatch and the Washington Spirit 2-0. Today's
0: Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. Dexterlaw.com. How about we give our Rise and Shout to Elijah Bryant? One step closer to his dream... Making an NBA roster, as we mentioned, been invited to join the uh, the mini the summer minicamp roster for the Philadelphia 76ers. Good luck to Elijah. Our question of the day. If you had one goal for the BYU football team this season, what would it be? From at Ames Flames on Twitter. I have two. Beat Utah in a bowl game. The bowl game is the minimum requirement to call this year a success beating. Utah would almost reverse the PTSD <laughs> I had from last year. I dreamt last night that we lost to Arizona three hundred and thirty five to nothing. Yes, three hundred and thirty five. That is a nightmare. How's that possible? Our elite voice of the day. How about this one? This is what I like. Our lead voice of the day, we're going to do this a little differently, goes to the 22 individuals who responded that their goal for the upcoming season is to beat Utah. Beat Utah. You're all shouting as one. Beat Utah. Your voice has been heard, and it is hashtag Elite. I'm going to make a whole bunch of sticky
1: notes and put that everywhere. Beat Utah. And I'm going to end everything that I say with Beat Utah. The conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Be Utah.
0: Find our audio <laughs> podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Colby Buckwall. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern Time. In the meantime, enjoy your Monday. And beat Utah. And beat Utah.